0: You're listening to a message from Southview Church, located right outside of Nashville and Spring Hill, Tennessee. Now here's our featured Sermon of the Week. It is a pleasure to be here, and uh, what you were just looking at is something which is very dear to our heart. We have to deal with a lot of people who are coming up here, uh, immigrating up here, and they're being trafficked, and it's something which is very real. It is extremely real, and, and we must realize that. What... Southview does, it's a biblical concept. I'm gonna say this before I start. The Bible teaches that those who stay at home with the stuff have the same reward as those who go. Those who go cannot go unless somebody stays at home with the stuff and sends. And so everything which you saw there and what you're gonna see here right now is because Southview is sending. And because you are part of, this This is what you are doing, not only over there in the Middle East, but in Latin America, okay? Let's go. We're Sea Time and Harvest Ministries, and for some reason this thing is not working, right? But that's okay. We're Sea Time and Harvest Ministries, <laughs> and uh, we're in three different parts of Mexico: uh, in North Central, where I'm at, I, and my, and you'll meet my son-in-law and my daughter uh, shortly in June, um, and then my brother is in a in Tepeque, and and Donald Kamesi, who's a guy from Uganda, who's a missionary in Mexico. He and his wife are in central mexico this is our ministry team uh you can see paco nalisa my son peter and his wife uh myself my wife uh timothy and his wife and my sister-in-law and her son next slide uh, we're involved in leadership training pastoring pastors planning churches we soccer ministry addiction rehab and many other things as you will soon find out but these are our people who who God has brought into our lives, and, w- and you're gonna see what God is doing. Next slide, please. Uh, we have a professional soccer ministry. Professional soccer ministry is, is something which is uh, very close to us. It helps us to do a lot of our outreach. Years ago, we, we started with soccer ministry due to our rehab work, and we're trying to get kids, f- f- uh, prevent them from falling into, into drugs, and that's where everything started. It morphed into a, a third-division soccer team, which is like single-A baseball. And now we have one nationals and one nationals again. Now we're in second division A, so it's like triple-A baseball. Well, next, next division is, is major leagues. And uh, God has brought some businessmen in to finance that because it's way beyond our, our means. It's half a million dollars a year. But they're taking care of all that to let us do what, what, what we do through soccer. But this team is known as God's team. Even ESPN calls us God's team. And everywhere all through Mexico we're known as God's team. Next slide. <laughs> uh, through that we have a pro- program called Saved by Soccer. We start soccer schools. We disciple kids through soccer. It's high performance soccer. We found that you don't do recreational soccer because if you don't challenge the kids, they will not listen to you. And so you challenge them. And we know that very few, hardly any, will become um, professional soccer players. Uh, we've only had, in, in 20 years of doing this, I've only had seven players make Mexico's national team, which is a great, it's, that's a huge thing. Anyway, that's what God does. Anyways, um, but uh, a, a small percentage will become pro, but God will impact their lives and change their lives, and it'll change it for the better. And so we have 12 soccer schools, in four nations we have over 1200 kids in soccer and uh they are um they are uh how do you they receive the word of god two to three times a week uh, they're discipled and 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 the word of god is part of their soccer training and we see many many kids come to the lord and we see churches started through this way there's my my two sons in paco they have their a license they can uh, they can coach in the mls and uh god has blessed them in that area next slide so we have a school of coaches. Uh, Paco is, is heading up the school of coaches and, and we train the, these coaches on how to be professional soccer coaches. We train them on how, how to train properly and do high performance, but we also train them how to disciple the kids, how to be involved in their lives because the coach must disciple the kids. He must visit them in their homes. He must visit them in their schools. He must be that father because most of these kids are fatherless. Yeah. We have a lack of fathers in our society and these kids are fatherless. And because most of these schools are in at-risk areas. And so as we put the schools in these at-risk areas, we have schools in cartel areas. We have schools in, in areas of, of the world which are controlled by, by rebels, by rebel groups, uh, communist rebel groups. And we have schools teaching Jesus Christ. And we have schools where we'll be putting schools this next year in Islamic areas. And we'll be, be preaching Jesus Christ. And through these schools, we can get into the nations. Because, because we have a, a professional soccer team, we're affiliated with FIFA, and that means we can put a soccer school in any nation affiliated with FIFA, the International Soccer Board. <laughs> Next slide. <laughs> so we have, we're great right involved in missions. as a mission school. This is where we train the soccer coaches, and this is where we train other people into missions. Our goal is to have 100 Latin American missionaries. Uh, around the world, as we call them, our backpacker missionaries, which can live out of a backpack and go into into areas which, as Americans, we cannot arrive. There are some areas of the world which are closed to us, but uh, to Latin Americans, they are opened, and we and, and and we thank God for that. So, as we we are training people into missions now, and we have several out on the missions fields We we partner with other churches in Mexico to to to, to do this, and uh, we have built a, a school. We're, we're finishing it up now, uh, you've seen it. And, uh, and we, we, we just thank God for, for the missionaries which we're able to send into the nations. The Bible doesn't say go all ye Americans, it says go ye. Right. Next slide. <laughs> so we're involved in global missions. And uh, wherever you go, you're in, in global missions. Uh, we, have, we have sent people out into ISIS areas and, and, and literally in full-blown war they've been ministering. the gospel and people have been baptized in Isis controlled areas Uh, I can tell about one girl who who was in an area and um, the ISIS group was was in was in revolution and she and another girl got right up to the house of the main Isis leader see they stayed there for two weeks and taught all the kids in the camp on first aid and Isa Jesus and they were able to teach all the teachings of Jesus to the kids while they're in full-blown revolution the word of god will get anywhere yes. and we go and see evil there evil there god's got his word going in there too yes. next slide <laughs> we train leaders we do a lot of leadership training uh we do uh, leadership training in the churches uh through covid the lord dealt with us to to develop pastoral care ministries in 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 the in the churches we developed over 320 people in pastoral care ministries amongst the the different sister churches and and divided up the the cities and and the and the, and the places uh, for them to to be targeting each one and the churches grew but not only did we teach them in leadership uh we go into businesses we go into government areas and we teach them leadership uh just before covid hit we had a Conference and and the week before COVID shut down everything. We had over 2,000 business leaders and government leaders in an auditorium for two days, learning God's will and governance. And um, the, this is what what God does. We 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 sow a lot into leadership training, and so we go into businesses and we go in and we do church training and we do do it all around to raise up leaders for for God. Next slide. Uh, the San Pedro Church is where everything started. Um, actually, my son-in-law is now now the pastor Paco's the pastor my, along with, with my with my with my daughter i was going to say my wife <laughs> along with with my daughter and uh God's blessed that, that church that's where everything started and um, we handed over the church to them with about 250 people. We've baptized over two thousand, but we have a high immigration area people come to the Lord and move out for jobs for jobs for jobs and so as they moved out the we plant them in churches but some of the places didn't have churches and they call me and say well can we start a church so we had started what well, we have sister churches but the San Pedro church is where everything started is running about 500 right now but and Elise have done a really good job and and with the with the pastoral care people which are there and we thank God for what he's doing there next slide uh, we have several sisters, just skip this one. Uh, we have several sister churches and I'll go on to them. Delicias Chihuahua, this is one of our newest ones in the town of Delicias. Uh, it's from where we are, it's five hours on the way to El Paso, Texas. And it's in a high. Um, it's an area which has a lot of pecan orchards and, and, and it's a very nice, nice town, it's about 300 some thousand people. And our drummer, we lost our drummer in, in COVID because he had to go back to his hometown Delicias. And uh, so he called and said, can we start a church? Can you help us? So we st- helped him start. I had trained him in everything, and they've got two churches now with about 50 people each, each church, and they're ministering a lot amongst government officials. Just before I came up here, I've been up about a month, uh, I, just the Sunday before I came up, I was with them, and I, and I spoke, and they said, well, let's go and, and speak to some of the state leaders of, 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 of the Mexico's ruling uh, party. And um, they're having a meeting, and, and can you speak for 15 minutes? So I went there and spoke for 15 minutes, supposedly. Three hours I spoke with them about God's will of governance. God's will and governance. And so God there's an open door there. Next slide. Uh, Nasus Durango Sami is, is one of our street kids who came in through, through soccer. A fantastic jack-of-all-trades. He's, um, he's a Nashville-quality stu- uh, musician. He's a recording engineer. I taught him. Uh, so I know he's a good quality engineer. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he's a bricklayer. He's a mechanic. He's a welder. He's, he's a carpenter. He, everything, that kind of stuff. He and his wife moved into this area. It's a cartel-controlled area. Some of you have been there. And you have to go through an actual cartel checkpoint to get there. And when we sent him there, uh, I said, you're going to go to the cartel leader. I arranged the meeting so I could go and see him. I said, you're going to ask for God's blessing. All authority comes from God. He is the only natural authority. All other authority is delegated. And so you're going to go out there not ask for his permission, but his blessing, because we're working on a spiritual thing. God's giving you his permission. And so we went there. He said, we're going to do music school for kids, soccer school for kids. We're going to pull kids out of your cartel who are are starting to be gunmen, and and we're going to uh, start a church, and I'll come here for your blessing. He said, the, the guy just threw his hands back like that. And it was incredible. He he said, what? (laughs) Yes, I come here for your blessing. And he gave his blessing. And they have free run of the whole area. Nothing has ever happened to them there. And (laughs) That cartel leader is no longer is with us. There's another one who's in charge. And um, the permission keeps on going. And not only that, but the wife of the one who's in charge now is coming to church. Next slide. (laughs) Ciudad Victoria Tamaulipas, Rodo Ham is fantastic. He's half Chinese, half Mexican. Uh, He's a school teacher. He works full-time as a a school teacher, but his heart is in in the things of God. He contacted us during COVID. Um, He was was at a very, very traditional church and he was earnest in prayer. And one day when he he was praying, these strange words started coming out of his mouth. And they kind of frowned on that. (laughs) and uh so a mutual friend got us in contact with him and, and through a whole year uh during covid uh, through zoom meetings and, and whatsapp uh video calls we we ministered with him then finally got with him and we've helped him start seven village churches 250 people five food banks all the time being a full-time school teacher wow. we thank god for him <laughs> next slide torreon uh, that we have two sister churches there. I just talk about this one right here. The the pastor there um, had several cinemas. He was not a person who served God at all. He got really ill. He went to the hospital. A Christian came and prayed for him. God healed him, and so he started showing Christian movies in his home um, Friday evenings with free popcorn and and, and cokes. Uh, I'd go for the popcorn. It's I love I love theater popcorn. <laughs> It may not be good for you, but I love it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, after a few months, uh, some people as they are leaving, after watching the, the Christian movie she showed that, that night, they said, well, oh, Pastor, can we come to your house on Sunday and you read us the Bible? And he, he said, it looked left, looked right. He said, well, who are they talking to? They're talking to him. He wasn't even serving God. He hadn't even given his heart to the Lord yet. He got in contact with us, and I started training and teaching him and, and discipling him every week for two two years but i gave him his first lesson which he gave before he was even christian and he gave his heart the lord and god developed him and now they have a church of just over 800 people yeah, we thank god for that next slide monclova now this place uh one of our our the, the young men who we work with very dearly uh kwanke and, and emilu they they're they're fantastic people He's a general manager of a very large American company. He's over all of Latin America. He's got three factories, 4,000 employees under him and he's pastoring. <laughs> um, and, and so they, they had a work which was going, they started with a home group and it was up to 500. They lost the, their building in COVID, which they were renting. The Lord spoke to us and said, tell them not to rent another building nor build them. They're gonna have a circus tent because they're gonna have explosive growth. And so two weeks later a man called and said my circus went bankrupt and COVID. and will you buy my tent and i said yes and that that tent's place there it was placed on on the main street of monclova it's a 300 thousand, uh population city and that's where mexico's most of mexico's um steel mills are and and, and it's right on the main street everybody knows about the, the church with the tent it's got a prayer tent on the side seven days a week 24 hours a day prayer the biggest prayer time is always at five o'clock in the morning before people go to work. You have at least a hundred people there praying every morning, and uh, they have reached out into the city. They have uh, five areas; they have five ministry areas established now. Apart from the tent, they have about eighteen hundred people. They, they, you can see down there; those are Hondurans. They feed about eight hundred Hondurans or, or Central Americans every week, which are coming up to the states. These are migrants. And they know that when they leave that place, they will be captured by the cartels and be trafficked. They know that already. This is something very, very dear, very close to us. And they also have thirty-two centers where they feed twenty-eight hundred kids breakfast every day. And God is impacting the city through them in a way which you cannot imagine. And next slide, please. Nuevo Creacion, Saltillo. This brother Oscar and his wife—they're tremendous people. They're. Very close to us, and and we've been close for many, many years, and, uh, and when COVID hit, they had about 800 people in their church, and and God helped us um, work with them to establish the pastoral care ministry uh, amongst the people in their in their church. And actually, they 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 had over 100, which they developed into of the 320, they have over 100 of them, and their church went over COVID from 800 to over 3,000. We thank God for that. Next slide. Uh, addiction and recovery, we're very much in addiction recovery. You can go to the next slide. We're very much, uh, we, this is where it all started with addiction recovery. In San Pedro, when we moved there in 1988, 35 years ago, next week, uh, it had the highest addiction rate of all of Mexico. 15% of the city was addicted to uh, heroin. The addiction now is fentanyl. One month up here, and I, I've already had, had to deal with four families with deaths, from fentanyl. It is a problem which the church must address. Yes. We have three centers. We have two for men full time two for men one for women. We cycle through uh about three hundred and fifty people a year through full time rehab. We also have ten uh celebrate recovery groups in the different churches and the different factories. We work in factories, we do um counseling and um what's the word? Uh I tried to Trying to think of the other word chaplains that we work in, in, in factories. And, and so we have CR groups there. We also have one group for young men who are raising children. Their wives are either dead from overdoses or or they're in rehab or have abandoned their, their, their children. And these are guys who are addicts themselves, but they have to raise their kids and they can't stop working. And so this is a very intensive external group. We have about 30 guys in one of the, one of those groups uh, which are raising their kids. Uh, because their wives are no longer with them because of drugs. And next slide, please. Uh, that's uh, prison ministry, yes. That's my daughter on the, fr- on the right side. Uh, I was prison chaplain for 15 years uh, in the state prison before it shut down in our area. Now they opened up again. It's a woman's prison. My daughter went to me, she started going with me when she was five, in general population. <laughs> and um, and, and she learned prison ministry from, from youth. And so she started in January teaching um, freedom or how to be healed from sexual abuse. There's a program called Yavasta. Ya it's in English now. It's the best program I've ever seen. And it's a three-month program. And she started with there and then worked on for, other things. And, in the tr- and during this year so far, God has worked amongst those ladies. And the 150 ladies there, 62 are baptized now. And we thank God for that. Uh, next slide, please. These are some of our needs, which, which this does cost, and these are some of the needs of projects which which which, um, which we need help with, and uh, God's doing a tremendous thing. Let's go to Romans 12.1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service, And do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Lord, I just thank you for your word. I just pray now you anoint my tongue to say your words, minister to to all of us here today. Lord, that it not be my words, but your words. Lord, open our hearts to receive, our minds to understand, our lives to apply what you have for us today. In Jesus' name. Many versions of the Bible, instead of saying transform, they say be changed. And we have to be careful sometimes. I read the Bible many times a year. I read it in different versions all the time. But sometimes we simplify the Bible too much, and you can lose meaning when you simplify it. Being changed is like changing your clothes. Transformation is something which is much different. It's much deeper. Actually, the word in Greek is translated be metamorphosed which is a totally different thing than being changed. And so we must, we must be, be careful. That's just a freebie which I gave up before I start the message. We've got to be careful because it is it, a danger when we simplify the gospel so much that we take out meaning. First Paul says, he says, by the mercies of God. Mercy biblically means to have compassion. Be tender. Not willing to cause unnecessary pain. Not being cruel. what that's what mercy is and the word mercy can be interchanged with love or compassion but never with pity God has not called us to pity people if you pity somebody you feel superior to them if you have compassion love for them you feel on their level you can feel their heart so we're not called to pity people we are called to have compassion to, to have love for them it's by God's mercy that we haven't been destroyed for our own evil actions. You say, well, what evil actions? I tell the people in prison all the time, the only difference between you and us is that you got caught and we didn't. That's the real, real truth. Most of us have done something worthy of being arrested for. We just didn't get, didn't get caught. Lamentations 322. To the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. It's by the mercy of God we have another opportunity even though we don't deserve it. God should have just said forget about you because we have done enough garbage that he, he can just push us off to the side. But the transformation does not come by our power. It doesn't come because I decide to change. The transformation can only come because of the mercy of God, God's favor, und- undeserving favor, his grace, his undeserved favor. It, that's the only reason why I can be transformed. In, 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 in drugs, we, we deal with people coming off of drugs. And, and uh, government-run rehab has, has got a 98% failure rate. Those are real numbers. You cannot be changed just coming off by willpower. I'm sorry, you'll just change it to another type of addiction or another type of thing. But God can transform us and change us. It's by his mercy that we are made free from addictions. Second, we must present ourselves. Present your bodies. Though in the Greek, the original Greek, it present gives this understanding. That it's, it's to stand with somebody in support and identity. Stand with somebody and support identity. Like a political candidate, you stand on the stage with them. I support them. I identify with them. That means I, I identify with them in their politics and in, in what they're doing. I don't care what party you're talking about. I'm not talking about parties right now. I'll talk about what, what it means to present yourself. So when I say present your bodies, I'm saying I'm presenting myself with Jesus. That means I, I am supporting him. I'm identifying with him. And when he wins, which he does win, I will be subjected to him because if that politician wins, then I have to obey him. I have to follow his, whatever laws they, they, they pass. But I am subjected to Jesus. It said, present your bodies. It's saying, be identified and support Jesus. Yeah. So I present my bodies. If I present my body to the world, I'm identifying with Satan. Yeah. I'm submitting myself to his government and not God's government. Then it says, the third thing it says it be a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice, holy, except to God, which is your reasonable service. A sacrifice is something which is to be totally consumed. It's not supposed to be left over. We need to be consumed with passion for the things of God. John 2.11 says, Then his disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house has eaten me up. Jesus cleaned the temple twice. At the beginning, at the end of his ministry. Sometimes he needs to clean up our temple. We are temples of the Holy Ghost. We're temples of the Holy Spirit. And he flows through us. But living sacrifice in this life, God wants to clean me up. Too often we say, well, I'll be clean when I go to Jesus. Well, then he'll he'll take out all the garbage. No, he wants to clean us now. He wants us to have the passion now. He wants us to to be turned on and on fire for him now. I'm not waiting to get to his presence to raise my hands. Now I'm going to raise my hands. Now I'm going to kneel. Now I'm going to cry out to God. Now I'm going to live for him. Holy, that means set aside for God's exclusive use. That's what holiness is, set aside for God's exclusive use. We are holy, we're set aside. That means God is to use us wherever we are and whatever we do, because we are a holy vessel to him, which is your reasonable service. That's the thing. In other words, it's the logical thing to do. Fourth, it says, do not be conformed to this world. Many people live according to the principles of this world and they think in a worldly, worldly way. We tried to apply worldly principles to godly things too many times. God's will many times does not make worldly sense. God says and gives us visions many times which the worldly wisdom says that's not logical. But let me just tell you one thing right now. If your vision doesn't scare you, it's not vision. If your vision does, is not bigger than what your, your ability is, it's not vision. It's just natural ability if it's something within what you can do vision will always be bigger than what you are yes. And so well I'm not conformed to this world I that means I have to look at things the way God looks at things not like the world looks at things and too often we as Christians try to th- make the church look like the world and we can't do that and I'm not talking about dressed or, or, or things like that I'm talking about a heart condition Because God's wanting to get, when he changes our heart, he changes everything. Everything about us. James 4.4 says, adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. I can't have one foot in the world and one foot with God. I gotta be all the way with God. Too often we try to accept we, we tried to change ourselves because we don't want to be labeled as religious. Religiosity is a type of spirit. Yeah. We're not religious, we're real. Yeah. We're passionate people for Jesus. And number six, it says be transformed. Be transformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. As I'd mentioned in Greek, the word literally means be metamorphosed the best example is a caterpillar and i will give you the monarch caterpillar and monarch butterfly i'll give you this one this is what we're going to talk about today many people think that the monarch uh caterpillar it gets in its chrysalis a chrysalis is what a butterfly has a cocoon is what a moth has so just so that you know the the uh, difference <laughs> it's beautiful that it's chrysalis but Many people think that that it gets in the the chrysalis and then it gets skinny and then it grows wings and it's a butterfly. That's not true. The monarch caterpillar eats milkweed, very poisonous plant, grows in Canada, northern United States. I used to raise them. I'm Canadian, so I used to raise them all the time as kids. We'd go out and get the little baby caterpillars and and get um get the leaves and put them in jars and we would raise them all the time. So I know what I'm talking about here. I this this part I do know. And many think uh, that that. That they just get skinny and grow wings and that that's it that's that's fake but that's how many people think christianity is and what transformation is to them being transformed is adding spiritual wings to a caterpillar and that's not true let's see what a metamorphosis is of a caterpillar first of all It's connected to a little branch of the milkweed plant. We have to be connected to Christ. If it falls off the branch, that chrysalis, or that cocoon, it dies. If it falls off that branch, it dies. It has to be connected. And then it it gets rid of all of its skin, and it forms the, 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 the chrysalis around it. We have to get rid of the filthiness of the world too often we are dressed spiritually in filth and god says to get rid of it get rid of pride get rid of of anger get, get rid of envy get rid of jealousy get get rid of evil actions we need to have a change we need to, to, to get rid of these things but then the third thing which happens to it is it dies i've read there's a study from the university of montreal you can look it up online the whole paper published on this they They say they don't understand the evolutionary process. Well, I know God. God, let's just leave it there. (laughs) Let's just leave it at that. But anyways, what happens to the caterpillar is it dies. It dies. It does not live. It becomes a gelatinous mess inside of there, and it dies. Now, the caterpillar has a little piece of foreign DNA in it. And it's inert the whole time. It doesn't ha- seem to have any use. But the, what happens when it dies in there, it changes its DNA. Let's go to the DNA there. DNA, we know the strands. DNA is 20 letters, 20 amino acids. And DNA writes what we are. I'm gonna get a verse here, just a second. Psalm 139, I gotta get this, this one I have to do. But Psalm 139, 16 says, Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. God begins to write a new story in our life. He changes our DNA. The monarch butterfly has a different DNA than the monarch caterpillar. When I come to Christ, I have to die. Die to the old self which I was so that new DNA can be born in me. God wants to write a new story in your life. Amen. He wants to change your attitude, your character, who you are. He wants to change that spiritual DNA in you. But you must die first. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. The second I just... And it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. Galatians 5:24 says, "And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires." Colossians 3 says, "If you then be risen with Christ, seek the things which are above, for Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, and not on things on the earth, for you are dead, and your life is hidden with Christ in God." And then verse 5, ver- uh, goes on, on several actions which we must die to. And then verse 7 and 8 go on to attitudes which we must die to. If I want to change, I must die to my old self. I cannot be alive to my old self. I must change. The, the one who I was before no longer exists. My way of thinking no longer exists. My way of acting, my way of living has all changed because I have changed my spiritual DNA. It says, be transformed. It's not putting wings on the caterpillar. It's becoming a new creation. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in, is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things have become new. We are a new creation to the transformation We change how we think of God and how God thinks of us. Our purpose in this life changes. Our vision changes. Our passions change. Our relationships change because we are not the same creature. Now the the butterfly, it flies all the way to Mexico goes to central Mexico. There's one valley in central Mexico where they all fly to. And they get up to six feet deep where they paddle on, on each other. The whole valley is covered with, with monarch butterflies. It's beautiful. I mean, it's, if you've ever seen, no, you haven't seen it, but I, I have. <laughs> it's beautiful. Butterflies all over the place. And they fly down there, and then they fly back to Canada, and they lay their eggs, and, 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 and then they, they, they die, and, and, and the new generation comes along. And that happens every year, every year, every year. Now, the monarch butterfly is different than most other butterflies or moths, especially. A moth will, will be pastel colored so it can they go on a, a, a tree limb or something and the bird can't see it so it can't eat it. But the monarch butterfly is a brilliant color and can never hide. I'm not supposed to hide that I'm a Christian. There's no such thing as a secret Christian. We are Christian or we're not Christian. But the monarch butterfly has that bright color and the birds won't touch it. Why? Because its blood is poisonous to birds and kills them. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses me from all sin. And when I'm covered from the blood, I'm saying, Satan, you can't touch me. Too often we try to hide from the devil when the devil can't touch us. We let him into our lives because we stopped being transformed. Too often, we're battle- we're battling with our Christianity because we're still trying to put spiritual wings on the caterpillar. The caterpillar goes along the ground and God has made us to fly. Amen. We want to still be along with everybody else down here, but God says, it's your time to fly. It's your time to get up. He said, how can something so fragile just, just fly so far? How can they do it? There's another thing about a, a, monarch, caterp- a monarch butterfly is that when, as it flies, it is renewed. If it stops flying, any damage to it will not be repaired. But if it is, keeps on flying, keeps on flying, whatever damage happens to it, it will be renewed. Wow. But we're renewed. Yes. God wants to renew us. God wants to renew us. But I have to die to an old self to be transformed, to live in Christ. Many of us battle with things in our life. We battle with addictions. Pornography addiction. It's bigger than drug addiction and more destructive. We battle with anger. We battle with thoughts and actions which we know are not pleasing to our Heavenly Father. And we sit down and I say, I'll attend, but I'm not going to do anything because I'm not worthy. Let me tell you a secret. I'm not worthy. I'm the last one to say I'm worthy. I was told God i will do anything for you except two things. I won't preach and I won't pastor. Famous last words. Yeah. I think you had something like that, probably. <laughs> <laughs> what happens here? We have to reach a point where we die. We cannot be free from crawling al- along the ground until we connect ourselves to the branch and die. I believe there's something real when we accept Christ. But that's not where it stops, that's the beginning. God wants us to die to self and live to him. And today, God wants to make many people here free. Free to minister, free to live openly for Jesus Christ. I see what is happening here. And I see such potential what's happening here in in this part of America. Yes, there will be hard times come upon the country. Yes, it it is coming. We know that. God's going to allow that to happen because he's trying to wake his people up. But because America has not gone to the nations like it was called to do, God is bringing the nations to you. And we're not supposed to be out here complaining about all the immigrants. I'm not getting involved in politics here. Whether it's right or wrong, that's that's totally different. How it's being done is very wrong because I see the people suffering. But it's our job to reach out to them, to love them, to win them to Jesus and disciple them. And if they get deported back to their countries, then they take Jesus with them. But because we have not gone out to the nations, God is bringing the nations here. And we must do our job. But to do that, I must die to my own prejudices. I might have to die to political viewpoints I have. I might have to die to ideas which I was raised with. Because Jesus wants to put a new DNA in me. He wants to write a new new story in my life. But I'm battling too much. I'm not ready. Then come and die. And let Jesus put that new DNA in you. As I said, that caterpillar has an inert piece of DNA, and that's not activated until the caterpillar dies and that grows into the butterfly it's hard if you help a butterfly get out of its chrysalis out of its cocoon you kill it life is not easy jesus never said it would be easy but he said i'll be with you i will not leave you or forsake you And if you want to be free from crawling around, on the ground, today is the day you can do it. If you say, I'm battling too much, and I want that transformation in me, I need to die to some things in my life, and I need Jesus' life in me. I'm not talking just unsaved, I'm talking saved. do something I didn't do in the first service, Sorry. If you're saying to yourself, I need that transformation, just stand. I'm not going to ask you to come forward, just stand. I want to pray. Just stand. Just stand. People around them, I want you to gather around them. Let's pray. Let's do the body, body prayer, body prayer. Body must pray. Don't leave anybody alone, please. Don't leave anybody alone. Lord Jesus, you came to give us new life and life in abundance. This old life which I've been living is not worth it. And I admit it. I pray, Lord, that I may die to all these earthly things which you mentioned in Colossians 3 and that your life be born in me, transform me, I am willing to be transformed. Transform my thoughts. Transform my actions. Transform my words. Transform my attitudes. Transform my desires and my plans for my life. Transform my vision. And bring me unto you. Now just pray for the people who you're laying hands on. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to this message. Southview Church is a non-denominational, multi-generational, multicultural community of believers passionately pursuing Jesus, family, freedom, and unity in the body of Christ. If you would like to connect with us, visit us at southview.cc and follow us on Facebook and Instagram.